please make some noise for Ruby Ibarra and the Cheat Coders. Let's go. Check, 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 check. That sounds like a band from the 70s, bro. Like, is that Ruby Ibarra and the Cheat Coders? We're going to start doing too much. We are the guys in the background going, Yeah, that's the one. And they were Filipino, we're like, Bro, this is a hip hop event, right? Um, I didn't press record on the thing. Uh, all right, cool. Now I'm going to mind the thing. So this is a hip hop event. I was trying to psych myself out by driving um, here with listening to hip hop. Yeah. And then my algorithm, like it went from Tribe Called Quest to James Ingram just once. <laughs> so now I'm in a very ballad karaoke mood. So if, if <laughs> this turns into a karaoke session, my bad. But we are here live at 4 East Sydney. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, we, and I am excited about this episode because I always have wanted to talk to this special guest that we have. Special. So we're going to start the episode the, wall, always, the same way that we start every single episode with. Yo, 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 Welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast. My name is Raph, and this is episode number 255. Yeah. Yeah. And we are here with my usual suspects of oh, Mr. Didn't get the memo, he's not wearing the same shirt as us. This is Mr. Don doing stuff. What's doing? Just the, imagine that the pixel heads are there. Just, that's and just the sexiest guy on the podcast, besides myself. Wearing the beige hat because he got to represent for the beige, beige, beige world out there with the caps. All the beige world. The beige world is it's beige against the machine. Hey, Mr. Christian Garcia. Should change your name, bro. It's a a beige ball cap. Ah, the beige is out. (laughs) <laughs> and we are here with a special guest because this special. is a special episode. Special, special. It's the arte of hip hop. <laughs> I feel so honored. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the arte from another country. So we're hoping to get some nice pasalubong from you. You can find the rhyme for that. And we got Miss Ruby Ibarra. Yeah. I don't think that was loud enough. Let's do it again, Miss Ruby Ibarra. <laughs> Hey. Let's go, let's go. When I say Ru, you say B. Ru, Ru, hey. I feel like busting out into the cipher. You ready? <laughs> can but I, can I just a bit, for a bit of context, Raf used to be a rapper himself. So yeah, every back in my day, started, back, back in my I, day, I dwelled in a little couple of bars yeah. and uh, a couple of punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> so every chance he gets to be on a stage uh, like this, he's gonna go. He's gonna go in. I, I like that. Um, that that 4E festival and this this conference. There's been so much thought provoking stuff and so much like inspiring stuff. This is the part of the show where this is not that. This is uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna just gonna have fun and have a conversation. <laughs> we're just gonna talk about um our childhood trauma with the chinelas and. Uh, <laughs> oh so what's your thoughts on the chinelas? <laughs> 
No, but um, we are here to just bring more of a entertainment value, entertainment, mm. and have a little laugh because you know we're there. It, it, it is some trying times out there, and let's just provide some laughter to you know just get away from things for a little while and then get to the real stuff right after. Yeah. So. What what do you want to start with? So we got First a lot of things thank you for, for 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 saying yes to want to talk to us. Um, I kind of had no choice, but <laughs> <laughs> it was on the schedule. <laughs> I just follow what Vivian says. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Were um, we supposed to say that? We're supposed to say that. I actually mentioned to um, I think two of the three of you early today, but um, a lot of my friends in California are big fans of this podcast, Aww. so the honor really is all mine. And I've, I've watched several episodes too, and um, I've been wanting to be a guest on this show. Hey. So thank you so much for making Aww. this happen, Vivian. Hey. There you go. Where worlds collide. It's just I just feel like we are kind of like the multiverse of Filipinos. <laughs> you know, we're the Avengers. Filipinos like, assemble. We just assemble. Like no matter what, Filipino Americans will, you know, f- connect with the Filipino Australians. And I found out with the Chico this podcast is like, no matter where you are, culture will always bring you together. Mm. People will relate to what you're saying, what you've experienced, yeah. and they'll be like, yo. I, I, I feel you when you talked about, you know, like taking home food from the party and not eating it for another two weeks. Yeah. And putting, putting food in the freezer, hoping to be like, you know, maybe it'll last another three months type of thing, you know? In the, in the ice cream container. In the ice cream container. <laughs> and then three months later, be like, oh, I feel like ice cream. And opening it up and be like, that's not ice cream. <laughs> You know, that's that, that we all relate to that, no matter the culture, not even Filipinos, like every other culture relates to that. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I love about learning about the podcast, because I, with the podcast, I feel like I'm learning about the culture itself. Mm. Like as Filipino, Australian and growing up, like when my parents uh, like being like, oh, you should be more Australian, more this, more that. And then realizing that, yo, this is a whole culture that I'm missing out on. And I want to learn as much as possible while I'm alive type of thing. Yeah. It, it brings us all together. And I love yeah. the, the fact that we could um, have these conversations with yourself as well. Really. 100%. Talking about connection and bringing people together. Um, this is the first time we, we met today. But there's actually a very, very close de- degree of separation with us. Um, one of the other hosts. Are we cousins? <laughs> yeah, we're cousins. Yeah, that's racist. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the, the one of the other hosts on the podcast, Nats Blazon. He also used to rap, and he used to go by the name Nats the Pinoy Rapper. Uh, you happen to have done some collaborations with him in the past. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about like doing collaborations with Nats? Do you, do you remember him at all? Yeah, big big shout out to Nats. I was hoping that he would be here today, actually. Oh, come um, but oh, it we was got a surprise for you here. He is. <laughs> <laughs> right, see, he's in London. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it was um, definitely one of those collaborations that I mm. did early on in my career. Um, I just remember we met online. I think it was some some sort of hip hop forum. Was it SoundClick or Asian Raps? It might have been Asian Raps. Asian <laughs> Raps and Asian spelled A Z N. Yeah. That was the days. Yeah. Um, but we I remember Hop he had an he had an open verse for, for a track, so I recorded that. I don't know if it's still up online though. Maybe we, tried, we shouldn't we, we, we tried shouldn't looking. search for it though. <laughs> it's burnt on a CD somewhere, right? Yeah, somebody has it on <laughs> CD. Car. We we tried looking for it. I, I scoured the internet and we also reached out to, to friends. They're like, Do you have it? Do you have this do you have this thing? Because we wanted to play it, but um now nah, we couldn't find it. It's it's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's in garage somewhere. But um Raf mentioned SoundClick, right? You didn't used to go by Ruby Ibarra 
when you started posting on SoundClick. Do you want to talk about your your rapper alias back in the day? Um, I see, I see my husband it. right now, like <laughs> completely enjoying this right now, because he never thought he'd see the day. Um, but yeah, back then, I think to give context, um, first and foremost, when I was first starting out to write, I remember one of the first things on my agenda once I completed a song was, what rap name am I gonna go by? Because I thought initially, like I could just go by my Ruby Bar is actually my birth name. I could just go by my, you know, my legal name. I have to think of something cool, you know. We 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 have artists like the RZA, members of the Wu Tang Clan, RZA. Um, so you have all like I think historically in hip hop, you have these names that are have become so iconic, um, are so memorable, but also have a great depth and significance. Mm. So I thought to myself, like, how do I describe myself, you know, in another way? And I, it was really difficult to, to find that rap name. So I don't know if um, folks out there remember, but way back when, there, <laughs> yeah. there used to be a, a chat messenger software called AOL Instant Messenger. There you go, there you go. <laughs> and then, um, you know, folks had like screen names on there. And then I just decided to, to use this, the screen name that I had at the time. And I was like, let me just put this on the website. What was that screen name, Ruby? Just trying to avoid it. Just trying to avoid it. Just talking about like chat rooms and stuff. It's like, we wouldn't know the name. This is like little baby, baby angel 143. I, now I was I, like everyone's, <laughs> you know, all a, my a, friends. Asian Panay girl, yeah, yeah. 1999. Right? <laughs> you got to put the year and then descriptions. The Mine was um, A Z N Coolalicious. Oh my god! Cool, cool spelled K E W L, so cool. Oh my god! A Z N Right, I used to type my name Christian with a Q. <laughs> I think oh, I think um, when my cousin started one of my younger cousins started, started his email, it was like in underscore the club at yeah, yeah, yeah. something. I'm like, okay, you're five for sure. In the club. Because uh, everyone as an artist experiences that. They're like like everyone in general experience trying to figure out what screen name they're gonna have for the chat rooms. I think we in Australia we had MSN. Um, and then um, I think it's the same thing with like artists like trying to figure out who you're gonna be mm. in your name what type of name you're gonna throw out there back in the day as you said yeah. using your real name wasn't a, a thing at all and I bet there was a lot of littles out there mm. a lot of a lot of bigs a lot did, of did you ever try the Wu-Tang uh, name generator did you ever try that I did, but I don't remember what, what popped up. Have you guys tried it? I tried it, I don't remember it either. It was, mm. I, all I remember was Childish Gambino came from the, the, um, the Wu-Tang Clan name generator. Oh yeah, that's how we, how we got it. Yeah, that's how we said his name was. If, if you were gonna be a rapper, what would your name be? <laughs> Try to think of one now. <laughs> it's gonna probably be the same as what, what I was saying, that if I, if I was gonna be a, an adult star, it would be Manila Bay. <laughs> Manila Bay would be my rap Manila name. Bay. B-A-E. Well, what's the thing? It's like, um, what you call it? The first, the first name, the first pet that you had, the name of the first pet, and the name of the first street you lived in. That was, that we'll call that the rap, rap name thing. So, like, because Marlon was Charlie Neptune. Because I, uh, Jay, that's first, pretty good. My first, part, my first pet was called Charlie, and I left, uh, my first street was Neptune Street. So, mm. uh, if I were to do rap again, if you see a rapper named Charlie Neptune in, in SoundCloud or something, that's, that's probably me. <laughs> What was yours, Christian? 
uh, Jedi Canterbury Road. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty cool name. <laughs> you got a road in there as well. Yeah. Oh man. Do you remember you the first pet that you had in first street? Mine's so Australian. It's um Skippy Toucan. This is my first street that I lived on. Skippy was my my the dog. I had a greyhound. It was his name was Skippy, and I lived on Toucan Toucan Street. How about you, Ruby? Do you remember any of your your first pet in the first street that you lived in? We could create a new name for you. Oh, maybe. In, so, f- f- starting from this day, I'm no longer Ruby Ibarra, y'all. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, exclusive. Here we go. Here we go. What's the new name? Bella Meekland. 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 I don't think is that is that kind of catchier. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, Meekland sounds like a movie fire. star, man. <laughs> Spotify, you gotta change all your tracks now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should add little little Bella. Little Bella. Little Bella Meekland. <laughs> Oh That'd be young, young Bella young. Bicklin. That's a That's good one. The, but spelled Y U N G. Right, right. That's hip hop. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. You're going to grow out of that name, dude. We yeah. like 42, yeah, you have to be 43 old. years old. It's like Lil Bow Wow, and then he's like, oh crap, I'm 35 now. What am I going to do? <laughs> Lil Bow Wow, and then he went Bow-Wow. to Bow Wow, now he's like Chad, Chad Moss. Chad, yeah, that's it. That's the evolution, right? You're going to yeah. end up in your real name. Um, but I remember screen names. We were, we'll talk about screen names. Remember the times when we um, did screen names? Instead of your name, it was lyrics to a song. Mm. Yeah. It was always a love song, too. <laughs> It was, and it, it was like a secret message to your crush. Did you ever do that? Did you ever? <laughs> what was your love song? Uh, it, it was usually, well, back in the day, I think it was like a B2K song. You know, I think it's like, Why I Love You. Because I was a bit more modern then. Then I would throw in a little, like, uh, just to show my depth in music, throw in a little bit of um, Earth, Wind and Fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be like a B2K song, but at the end it would be like, Body Just join it all together. It's like, that's my depth. <laughs> Of songs, <laughs> well, like, and then it'd be hard to read it because, like, you, the character limit would like mess you up. Yeah. So it would be spelt in a weird way, and there'll be no spaces, and it's just like this one big sentence of, and it just, and it's like capitals, non-capital. Oh, capital, you have to alternate yeah. the, the capitalization. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I spelt two, not T-O. It was just the number two. And yeah, it was it was a cryptic message, and hopefully everyone's GeoCities website was. Yeah that text right yeah oh. Oh. and I always we, wondered why no, none of my crushes get the message because they can't read it <laughs> <laughs> you had to learn a whole new language we were talking about this with, with uh, another artist but who was much much younger than us um, and do you remember GeoCities do you remember that uh, for context for all the youngins out there uh, years no do you guys know what GeoCities <laughs> is it was a website where you could create your own website it was like the Facebook before Facebook and everybody's personality would be just splashed on this page. I think I had um, scrolling marquees all the way through it. The cursor was a Goku shooting a Kamehameha. It was like, it was play like Craig David in MIDI form. Like it was, it was like that. Did you have a GeoCities page? I did, but it was a fan web page. Yeah. I, I was in love with the Backstreet Boys when I was hey. there. Oh. So I had a Backstreet Boys fan site. <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of my screen names. You are my fire. The one oh, desire. Yeah. And then the, because like the screen name would also have a status. And that would be the continuation of my lyrics. Yeah, that's how that rolled in like. The, the other context to, to Raf is every time there's a mic in front of him, he gives him an excuse to just start singing. So. It's the Filipino in me. I'll just excuse that. But like, uh, if if there's like 
that's how I learned to read, right? Yeah. Because um, when you're in karaoke mode, it teaches you how to read. So that's true. It really helped my vocabulary. Look at that. As well as how to read in a straight sentence. <laughs> Sometimes I even turn off the music and I just read it out. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and I get a score of 100, and it gives me a little confidence boost. <laughs> That's more tragic, Mike. My bad. Do you have? Do you, it's tragic, Mike, not magic, Mike. Tragic um, Mike. <laughs> I had to say it again because people didn't hear the joke. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna look at this back later and be like, "You stole my joke," and I'm like, "No, nah, I just said it again." Um, in your household, do you, do you guys sing? Do you guys have the magic mic? Like, yeah, we, yeah. we have several actually. <laughs> <laughs> like one for each. Pretty much because like so when, when we have our family parties. Um, of course, every tita needs to be able to have access yeah. to the mic. Mm-hmm. So instead of just passing it on, because titas usually don't want to pass on the mic, because oh, they have—they're go. already going into a party. Yeah, you already have ten songs in mind that you want to perform. <laughs> so um, I remember, like, it's—it's—it's it's, it's been no- normalized in my household to have three or four at any given moment. Does, do people bring their own mic as well? I've seen some bring their own. Yeah, oh, it man. gets really serious out here with the with the scores. <laughs> my one has the latest chips. Yeah. It's the latest, it's song. latest songs. You aren't stuck it's, in the it's 90s. It's Drake album on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's always a teacher that hugs the mic, right? Yeah. And then when, when it's time to pass it, it's like sweaty. You're like, oh, I'm here. Don't worry, I got my own mic. It's like, the, <laughs> for the non-Filipinos, it's like video games when you have the controller. One, it is yeah. just sticky as when you pass it off to yeah. someone. Uh, That's wild well, though. Well, the thing with the mic as well, like sometimes they, like, they, they, they're like too close to the mic, so when you pass it to the next person, you can smell the last yeah. Yeah. Like, all the MCs know exactly what that's about. <laughs> yeah, the that's worst is you like, when, when your uncle has it and he sings like Frank Sinatra's My Way like two times yeah. and then you finally get the microphone it smells and like it beer. smells like beer and cigarettes oh. and also has spit covered in it. That's, I think, that's when you need to really bring, it, bring your own mic. Even the mic, the mic is red as well from Asian Glow as well. You <laughs> <laughs> passed off the Asian Glow. It's got a singlet. <laughs> this is a mini Tito. <laughs> a minute. It's a Tito magic mic. Uh, oh do, your, do, your, do your titas or your aunties have, do they have their, do they decorate their magic mics? Do they decorate them? Because I've seen a friend of mine, she always brings around a gold microphone and that's mm. what she uses because she doesn't want to use. That's a flex. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's painted gold. It's not real gold. But yeah, do your titas have oh, any? Like customizations yeah. on the microphone? Man, that's, ne- that's next level. It's I like even thought of that. <laughs> She's like, oh, you I can level, have I gotta a level up. big mic. And it says Ruby, and it's covered in rubies. Rubies. Ooh. Ah. Get, That'd be uh, mad. Get Johnny Dang on that right now. Right. <laughs> well, matches your here's a surprise for you. No, I'm just getting rid of it. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. We've been, we've been well, going down a trip down memory lane. Yeah. I, want to, I want to ask, since you were a fan of Backstreet Boys, you let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> that was your, this is your own yeah. fault? So, which song would you play? In karaoke, which is your, what was your karaoke? Which Backstreet Boys song was your karaoke yeah, jam? Your, your go-to song. It was everybody Backstreet's back because that's a bop. Oh, there you go. And then you came with the, the choreography to where you're like. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna sit like this, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta sit on the chair like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh man. Um, we've been we have been going down I guess the uh, memory lane, talking about old school stuff. Oh, the nostalgia. The nostalgia um, being in the nineties. Uh, 
you obviously you were born in the Philippines, but you grew up in in, in the Bay Area in America. Um, you, you've talked about it, and you've also described what it's like on your album and circa '91. Um, congratulations on an amazing album, by the way. That's a, that's a that's a really cool. That's a really really good hey. album, and I think. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> just ignore the horns. <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, not just, I, I think for, for me with, with the album, it's stuff that I relate, I can relate with having grown up in Australia and, and like, you know, being born in the Philippines and having those same interactions with people who aren't uh, known for the culture. The, uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the show, he uh, actually loves that album and he was talking about your album when he was on the show he he played us on our on on um our cheat code stash and he his one of his uh comedy specials is modeled after like inspired by the that that album as well because in his comedy show yeah wow. shout out to james rocker hey. um who's in canada right now but um yeah he was talking about the in in the in his show about the skin whitening stuff and you know um, really struggling with the fact that that's a thing in the Philippines. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you for being an inspiration to not only other musicians, but just Filipinos everywhere. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> and, and I think a follow-up question from that would be, how does it feel, because you were talking about you know, being inspired by um, uh, other uh, hip hop artists in in the past, Tupac being being the the one that you mentioned on the panel. How does it feel to be one of those artists now that actually influence people now too? How does that feel? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. No. Um. Manny Pacquiao said that. Right? <laughs> Manny Pacquiao said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's our spider. He did say that. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's, it's tough to wrap my head around that because I think on one hand, I don't even fully see or kind of, I guess, assign the word artist to myself. Um, I, I always see myself as a fan of music, especially hip hop first. Um, as someone mentioned earlier when we were you know, debriefing about constantly staying a student you know, to, to in this game, especially within hip hop. And so for me to think about myself outside as not as a perspective from from a student anymore but potentially being a leader or a teacher or someone that can serve as a source of inspiration it it's difficult for me to to kind of um i wouldn't say accept it but to believe it i think a part of that comes from i think this kind of ingrained um imposter syndrome where especially i think for a lot of filipinos you know worldwide um, we don't see ourselves in positions of power um, not, not even just speaking you know within hip-hop but even in education or in business um, and i think you know to this day because of this kind of non-existence in the in the public in the public uh, sphere um, it, it becomes hard for i think especially filipinos for us to see ourselves in in the same way that you know we've been we've inspired of we've been we've we've learned or we've taught we've been taught and so for me you know when, when but i do think that you know of course my album you know being out there it's not it's not just from myself anymore and i think other artists can relate to this you know when we release a song when we create a project we now share it with the world or whoever you know decides to accept or receive that piece of art 
And to think that there are people out there who are receiving my art, um, it, 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 it gives me a sense of responsibility in thinking that there's no way that I can continue being an artist and having a microphone in my hand and not having something valid to say because now I know that people are listening, especially when I think about um, you know, meeting young fans who are younger Filipinas who tell me that they now want to become a rapper someday or they believe that you know, they, they can become an artist now. Um, I think as artists, like when we when we realize that there's someone on the receiving end, and it, it becomes our art becomes bigger than ourselves, um, that also gives us a sense of purpose and an understanding that um, we do have to be responsible and intentional with our art. Yeah. Nice, nice. It's a it's a pretty heavy thing, right? Because yeah, like you mentioned, you bring out your art once it's consumed by your fans, it really takes on another thing, right? So there is a sense of responsibility. But um, in the scope of inspiration and stuff, um, who inspired you or was there like, because I know that there's a lot of, uh, I guess, mainstream or like people that have heard of like artists that, um, you know, like had message behind their music or it wasn't just like radio play kind of artists. Were there like, I guess, low-key kind of artists that inspired you then that didn't really get as much like recognition? Um, and can you can you share some with us? Like, yeah, there's definitely a ton. Um, just I think first and foremost, speaking about other Filipino um, artists and representation I saw growing up. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Glock Nine. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And Francis Magalona from the Philippines. Um, you know, those are, I mean, Francis M. himself, um, for folks who aren't familiar with his work, um, definitely search Francis M. Mga um, Kababayan. Um, that was the very first hip-hop record I had ever heard in my entire Same. life. Same, yeah. Um, and I, I was actually still living in the Philippines at the time with my family. And I just remember, like, one of the performances I saw was he came up on stage. I think it was this show called It Bulaga. It's like one of those afternoon mm. time shows that yeah. our titos and titos always watch. And um, I remember he hopped on stage and he had like MC Hammer type pants. He was like silver and like so flowy. He was like dancing, like his, his dance moves. And, but when he started rapping and he started, I think it was that particular song, I was, my mind was completely blown. I was like, there's no way this person is using their voice like an instrument in that way. And you know, I heard through the flow, like it was so rhythmic, um, but his, his song also had a story to it and um, there, there was a purpose to it too. So I think, you know, early on, artist, Filipino artists definitely gave me um, a sense of representation where I was like, dang, like there's, there's Filipino artists out there, especially in hip hop that are, um, you know, putting, not only putting, representing the Philippines, but I think showing what it means to, to be a Filipino participating in hip hop um, and doing it in a responsible way and definitely Bamboo, yeah. mm. Blue Scholars. Um, I, I first heard of Bam and Blue Scholars when I was still, I think, like a freshman in college. And when I had first heard their music, again, like that, I think that was like the second time in my life where my, my mind was like musically blown, where, um, you know, this time it was Filipino-American artists. That's it. And, and I think to me that hit a lot closer to home, like through, because of my identity. And they made, they made it seem like it was possible for me to, to be a Phil-Am in hip-hop. Mm. Were there any Phil-Ams in hip-hop? Like, Pinay Phil-Am in hip-hop? 
like at the time that you were coming up or oh, hell was yeah. there a void or um there were uh rocky rivera was already oh, rocky. making oh, music yeah, bam, yeah. um hopi hopi spits hard um but i'm definitely seeing a lot more filipinas now um especially i don't know if y'all have um been able to see what's going on in, in hip-hop in the in the philippines yeah. but there's a lot of tremendous young talent that's coming up from there like alex bruce for example that's sick, man. I think it's growing by the second. Like, like hip hop and especially I've been looking into the battle scene in in the Philippines, and it's crazy. They have big the Filipino rap events. battle scene. Oh is my like god! It's like I want this one of my it's in my bucket list to go to the Philippines and watch a like a rap battle event because they go crazy. And maybe I could learn a few few Tagalog words through, through rap battling because, like, that's how I learn language in the growing up is through hip hop. Listening, this to guy's music. just gonna learn how to roast people. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be the wrong language. What <laughs> a rude bastard! Well, like, yeah, like that's how I learned to be um, who I am as a person, as uh, the way that I speak, the way that I uh, deliver my message is through hip hop. And what better way to learn Tagalog is go to the Philippines and watch some rap battling. I'm, yeah, man, it's dark. crazy. I'm, I'm trying to, so having been born in the Philippines but grew up here in Australia, my parents tried to speak to me in English so that we could assimilate to, to Australian life much easier. I'm trying to learn Tagalog more now. I, could, I spoke to my Lola and Lola, my grandparents, when I was younger, but when they passed away, like I don't really speak to anyone in Tagalog anymore. But... I'm trying to learn it now, and what I'm finding is it's really, really difficult, especially because there's so many syllables in the words. Like in the, the word for like eat is, is, is multiple syllables. Eat is just one syllable. Kain is two syllables. Like how do you, um, yeah, that, that's just, that's, I'm just sharing, guys. I'm just sharing. <laughs> Filipino sharing. is hard. Share kolang. Share kolang. For, for, um, for y'all, were you encouraged to learn the language, or was it also, I know for a lot of, well, for Filipino Americans, a lot of us are taught to not speak it because of assimilation. Because mm. our, yeah, fa- our parents of, yeah. fear that yeah. it'll be difficult for us to, like. Yeah, it was. They didn't really teach. The only time I heard Tagalog was when I was in trouble. <laughs> Basically, we like my parents were like, "Nah, I, you, you're you're getting in, you're, you're annoying the shit out of me so much that I'm not gonna even bother yeah. with English." And that's, that's they kinda, revert to the mother tongue. Eh? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, like "Ooh, I'm in trouble now." I'm in trouble a lot. So, <laughs> so do you, do you that's speak Tagalog at home? home? <laughs> do you speak Tagalog at home? We don't speak Tagalog, but we speak another language called Warai. Warai. We've been speaking it since ever since I was little. Yeah, I think your mom is, is that your mom on the on the recording on the album? Like it's actually, actually my speak, mom on the recordings. Yeah, yeah. speaking what I because I heard it, and I'm like, it sounds like it sounds like Filipino, but I don't understand what she's saying. Yeah, that's what I like dialect. because like my dad, he's uh, he speaks Ilocano to his uncle to my uncles and stuff. Yeah, so it's just another world. I'm like, oh man, do I have to learn this as well? There's mm. just so many dialects to just learn, and uh, but um, I feel like. If uh, my mission is to learn Tagalog, so it's one of those things that I want to put out there. I'm manifesting it, guys. You know, just uh, next year we're gonna do Chico's Tagalog only. That's gonna be. <laughs> you have to do what, one episode. One episode and just Tagalog, Tagalog only. Tagalog. I'm gonna be quiet as hell, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, oh, but that'll be one of our missions next year. Like uh, I'm gonna put it down right now. In 2020, what next? What, what month? What year is it next year? <laughs> 2024. 2024 there's gonna be one episode where it's just gonna be fully Tagalog. 
make it happen. Fully. It's but you know, you know the word poor and not poor is like the way we show respect, right? Mm. So just, I guess it's my turn to share now, right, Don? Just let me, let me tell the people about me yours. now. <laughs> and, uh, my, my first language was English, because, but I was born in Philippines. Because the household that we lived in, they were like Filipino-Americans and stuff, right? So I learned English first before Tagalog. But then when I started speaking Tagalog naturally, like obviously going to school, I never learned the port in Opo mm. until I came to Australia. And then I think one of my dad's friends pointed out, like, hey, wait, why aren't you saying this to me? Like, I'm yeah, an uncle, you know? Yeah. So I got in trouble for that. And then I overcorrected. And then I would, like, in one sentence, I would say port and opo for like every two words, bro. Just to make sure I hit that corridor. And then I had to go, you know, it's like, that's, oh man, there's an overcorrection. It's like saying bro and everything. Like I remember yeah, leaving yeah. a message on a friend's phone. It's like, hey bro, I'm just calling to, oh, this is another thing, answer, answering machines, for the people that don't know. We used to call and then they'd leave a message on people's phones. Sometimes there's R&B music sometimes in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be a subtle, like, you know, a suave guy. Yeah. <laughs> It was you got a bad for me. Right yeah, now, I was like, uh, oh, it's good. Can't come to the phone right now, but um, just leave a message, name. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and, then you, oh. and you put it onto the speaker. Like, and you feel in your body, you felt some value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember calling my mate, and I was like, hey, bro, um, just calling to bro, because, like, bro, I, um, yeah, bro, I, yeah, want to go to the movies on the weekend, bro. Let's go, bro. Yeah, bro. And then I left that message. That was the weirdest message I ever got. Yeah. <laughs> and Gussie, his mom was like, talking about? is he having a stroke? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was actually to his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, look at the movies, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, can we go Love up, you, bro? bro. Um, <laughs> I did, bro. I did, bro. Oh, man. Um, we were, yeah, we were going to go try, trip down memory lane. We are going to bring up the, the sound click stuff. Garcia, did you have any other... Yeah, dude. I googled Ruby Ibarra the other night, and uh, and then I went to you know I usually look at the first page, right? It's like oh yeah, everything. Are you gonna go page thirteen? I went up to page fifty-five. Ah. I was like, little known fact. Would that still even be me? I I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're from Mexico, right? <laughs> no, there's, you know? a, there's a few a few things I kind of wanted to ask you about. Uh, can you tell us about Tacloban tacos? Tacloban. Tacloban tacos. Tacos? Yeah. Tacos? Yeah, this is the wrong, wrong person, man. <laughs> tacos? <laughs> Tell me about Tacloban tacos. Yeah. I don't know anything about Tacloban tacos. <laughs> so, the friend, oh, wait. I'm going to give it away. Uh, what about banana cream pie from Nations? It's something I've tried before. Yeah. And is that, is that your favorite? Still wrong, I wouldn't dude, say man. my favorite, but I do like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. This is probably truly. This is probably truly Mara that you looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you fact check your uh, your sources beforehand? Did you spell my name correctly? <laughs> somebody somebody was like, oh yeah, I know Ruby. She <laughs> likes tacos from Tacloban. <laughs> and banana cream pie. And banana cream pie from Nations. Yeah, and Gussie was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna ask her. Right, you got, <laughs> gonna ask her. This, you got one more shot, bro. You got one bro. more shot. One more shot. All right, this is not going uh, to plan, obviously. Right? <laughs> no, I, what, are we, I, what are we trying to get to here? Uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> no, no. All right, all right. I do, I do have a, a, a serious-ish question. Ish. Um, so, again, like something about me, like I, I have a, 
uh, what do you call it? an appreciation for like craft work with like knives and swords and stuff, whether it be from Philippines, J Japan. This all stemmed from bloody um, Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. Shout outs. Um, the Kukri and stuff. And when I saw Bolo Music Group, I was like, hey, like I, I was just wondering, what does Bolo mean to you? And why did you choose that as the name? Mm. Or like, yeah, the imagery of the music group. So um, for, for the folks that don't know, I, I just publicly announced this back in October um, that I officially co-founded um, a Filipino record label called Bolo Music Group. And so we already have um, three artists on there. In addition hey. to myself, I'll be releasing my sophomore album through, through that label. Heck yes. And I think it, it was, it's, first to give a context, it, it was really was more so, you know, with the, the idea to have control, continue to have control of my music. Um, I know these days, especially with, um, you know, streaming services and us being able to directly connect with the audience and our fans that, you know, there really is no need, I think, for, you know, that middleman anymore, especially record labels yeah. that have historically and continue to rob artists and um, also prevent them from having, maintaining their creative freedom. And, you know, these two things, especially artistic integrity is so important for me and um, for me to also, you know, teach or to show other other artists in my community that um, ownership when it comes to our artwork, when it comes to our voice, when it comes to our stories is so important that we keep that ownership of our stories that we write, especially if these are stories that um, serve our and reflect our communities. Um, and so with Bolo Music Group, I remember that another point that other than um, the rap name, how the hell do you come up with a record label name that sounds, you know, sounds cool, sounds iconic, sounds badass? We, we, me and my co-founder, Angelo, yeah. who's also part of my band, we probably ran through a list of at least 100 different words. Can we, can we, can we go for a Can we get one that didn't make it yeah. to make the cut? What's the rejected didn't make list? The cut? Um, there was, a draft was of one, um, because of one of one. We mm. thought that all, all our artists that, um, that we're working with um, are truly unique and, you know, no one else sound, sounds like love them. It, love it. Mm. So that was... And, and it, we had ended up not using that. Um, but for we ended up landing with Bolo because I think ultimately we decided that this the name of this label has to be in uh, a Filipino language. Um, I don't think you know we'd be kind of serving and reflecting our mission of wanting to amplify and highlight Filipino voices if the the name of the label itself didn't pay um, you know credit and homage and respect to Filipino language because at so, the end of the day even though as, as we all mentioned earlier in our conversation we all have varying you know relationships when it comes to knowing Filipino languages um, and I don't think you know Filipino language um, well knowing a Filipino language knowing how to speak it doesn't doesn't determine you know your identity you just because you can't speak Tagalog doesn't mean that you're not Filipino enough I don't, I don't I believe that, that at all um, but I knew like with a word like bolo um, it's also normalizing words that are non-English. I know for me, you know, growing up, um, English, when I thought of the, the language, English, like, especially being taught by my family to, to not speak the language when in public spaces because we might be discriminated against, knowing that, you know, this is something I had to kind of hide before, hide 
my being bilingual because just so I can fit in in spaces where English is the norm. I was like, F that, like let's, let's, change, let's change that narrative and let's put it out there on a big banner, promote it to the world um, and have, have, have a name that is in a Filipino language. So Bolo to me, for, for folks who don't know, um, Bolo is a, a traditional pre-colonial Filipino um, knife. Um, it is a symbolism of strength and I think also resilience of the Filipino community and Filipino history. You know, when I think about the, the, an imagery of someone holding up a bolo, like a bolo sword in, into, into the sky, it makes me think about how um, historically Filipinos have, you know, um, overcome colonization, continue to overcome imperialism. And, you know, this is, it's in our DNA, um, having that resilience and having to um, face a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of tragic stuff in our history where we do have, I think, that warrior spirit in us. Mm. And I, I felt like there was no other stronger imagery than, you know, a bolo that best represented who we are historically, but also who we can be as artists. And that's also cutting through, like symbolically cutting through like all the noise and the, the, the glass ceiling, the bamboo ceiling, and really pushing Filipino voices and stories to the forefront. I love it. It's like Buzz. past, present, future, right? Getting something from the past to represent, bringing yeah. something from the past, put it in the present to represent the yeah. future type of thing. Yeah. All it in is strength. a strong image, eh, when you're holding that it up. It really is. I got goosebumps when you were describing that. And it looks cool as yeah. well. It's cool as well. How many balls? Do you like the name? Do, yeah. Are you really I good like at it. picking names? Yeah. Us? Cheat coders? Um, not so. <laughs> How many Strength bolos of a video you game. Yeah. I actually own one bolo. Yeah, have I have one, one at home. In, yeah, at home. Yeah. I need it's, to get one. I don't know if it's a, a filler thing, but we have one at home. And it was a trusted, like, see, this is the thing. It might look like, you know, every house has got a machete and that's a bad thing or whatever. But in, well, growing up, it was a tool to begin with, right? It was something that we used to cook and use it for the garden and stuff and mm. it only becomes a weapon when the person yielding it is you know turns it into a That's weapon it. but mm. pr it, you know it helps and builds a home before anything else and it's really the intention behind it that makes it's intention it, uh, you know a hurtful thing janelle's could be worn on the feet <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah, that could be, could be or it could uh, be used be for the naughty ones. If my mom's intentions intention. Were bad. <laughs> she Ooh. used it to just walk around the house, but when she intended to hit me with it, yeah, I'm just kidding. So I just went down a really dark, traumatic path just there by myself. Um, <laughs> Wait on the end of it. <laughs> I've only recently. Uh, have you guys um, used different Janellas for a different place in the house? So there's outside chinelas, inside chinelas, and there's toilet, bathroom chinelas. For context, uh, chinelas is, is thongs. slippers, thongs, yep. pavianas. Jandals. And like every, every, it has a different purpose for each of the house, just to keep your house clean <laughs> type of thing. I have a garage chinelas Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, see, oh. garage one. It's still usually the worn out ones. Yeah, yeah it was the ex outside chinelas, so. <laughs> <laughs> You reckon, repurpose them. You, reckon the Chanel, you reckon they get jealous of each other? It's, yeah. like, it's like a hierarchy. Because <laughs> oh, your favorite ones are the ones you actually wear yeah, in indoors. the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and they're the worn room. out in the heel and stuff. Uh, for, it could be like sausage party, but like what? Chanelas, like slippers, like Toy Story. Toy Story Chanelas. <laughs> 
So when you don't see him, they come to life and they get jealous of each other. <laughs> he's talking to the like, and he's coming. <laughs> There's all the Chanelas that are like cool with each other, right? and then there's a wall of Jordans. They're like superior, <laughs> superior to everyone else. I know. I've never been worn. I'm yeah. just here for display. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, the Jordans going. You're a you're a Chanelas, bro. <laughs> 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 Instead of Woody. there's a hierarchy in this footwear. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> This oh is man. so true. I'm thinking about my house right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there is. <laughs> your your husband has some pretty uh, some pretty cool kicks on right now, and he said that you you guys are you guys are sneakerheads. We're, we're definitely big sneakerheads. Oh, he Whoa. has the the Gundams. The yeah. Gun- oh. Gundam wing mm. inspired. Yeah. Oh, my Gundam. My Gundam. My Gundam man. <laughs> my Gundam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Means beautiful, by the way, guys. Oh, um, so like we were talking about like your f- all right. So favorite footwear. So what is your current favorite shoe at the moment? Your current favorite shoe and the one that you wear the most. Because I know they're not the same thing. My favorite one at the moment are these uh, Jordan Four Amamaniers. Um, it's kind of like a deep violet, mm. chocolate hey. brown type of vibe. I'm thinking mm. of chocolate right now. Nice. <laughs> mm. um, but. Fours have not been comfortable on my feet, but in terms of drip, I love it. Hey, how about the ones that you wear the most? The one I wear the most are these like beat up New Balances that hey. every time I need to oh, do like New groceries, the throw them on. That's it, just throw them on. Like they look like slippers as well because the back is like all bent and stuff. It just <laughs> oh yeah, there's no traction at the bottom <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's it. That's it's not all like, smooth. You like, use uh, it for bowling. Love for <laughs> I don't get the bowling thing where you have to change shoes. It's like that's not yeah, swag. Yeah. I think it's. I think. I think they did because like if if it was a thing that's got to do with grip, they would have changed like flooring and stuff. Yeah. I think the bowling committee community have have like this beef with sneakers. So every time you get to the bowling alley, nah, man, you're leaving the sneakers aside. You're gonna wear these ugly things. <laughs> I think that I think that's the conspiracy theory of. Um, Bowling. You let them have bowling chanelas one day? Ooh. Bowling <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Made out of wood for some my mind, bro. Imagine that. Bowling slides, bro. Yeah, yeah. With better can... grip and better sliding <laughs> technique. <laughs> bro. BYO. You know what I'm going to call them? I'm going to call them Bolo. That's when you hit a strike. The pins are just all your your siblings. (laughs) (laughs) I love the image of holding the chinelas up like that. Oh man, yeah, because the name isn't taken. It isn't taken. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's 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 the excuse. No, no, because we're like the what you call it? We're the counterfeit version. You know how there's um, all these counterfeit at the markets and stuff. Yeah, we're bola. Yeah, we're bola. (laughs) We're bola. I still have my uh, like my N2 hat instead of N1. It's N2. N2. <laughs> Somewhere oh laying God. around in the house. I bought it in the Philippines. Oh it's awesome. Man. It's called Balenciaga. Um, <laughs> we we always talk about like um, stereotypes and, and stuff, and we kind of like to make fun and jokes of it because um, yeah, we, we, we it's, it's what we do. We you like don't have make, to explain like to make, it. Like to make light of it. But like, uh, what are stereotypes? <laughs> what are stereotypes? Let me mansplain it to you guys. Um, so that was called a joke, Ooh. guys. 
<laughs> no, I'm doing that because I, I got, we want to try some food, right? This is yeah. called food for thought for a reason. So we that, brought yeah, some very nice food for foods for Ruby Ibarra to try some. While, while I while I get the is the food, some Australian there are yes some Australian delicacies because you come here to Australia. We want to share some of our culture with you. Um, uh, but but in the meantime, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, I heard somewhere that you actually wanted to be a doctor and you majored in like biochemistry and molecular biology. Was that something that your parents wanted you to do first, or was that, you know, or was that something that you're like, oh, I want to be a doctor? What was the what came first? I know it sounds so different from um, I think what most people know me for, but it was actually not at all what my family. I don't think my. I, I think I'll, I'll say that my mom had never expected me to like pick a certain major or pick a certain job. It was. Um, I, I kind of had the liberty to, to be able to choose, and I, you know, I recognize that's super fortunate because I have so many friends out there. Of course, you know, they were told that they wanted to, they had to go into nursing. Yeah. <laughs> and including my husband. <laughs> um, but for me, wanting to become a doctor was actually a dream that I had ever since I was a little kid. Um, I, I particularly wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, I knew that I loved working with kids. I wanted to, to work with kids. Um, and when I was a student at UC Davis, I actually interned also at the, at the campus's medical center and I, I got to um, volunteer and work with the kids there. Um, but fast forward to that, um, after graduating Davis, um, with a biochemistry degree, I actually ended up becoming a scientist. And so I was working there since, I think up until 2022. Um, and, but since then I've been, I've been a full-time artist. So good, That's so good. Hey. Yeah. Shout out to all the nurses out there, by the way. And thank you yeah, for, for, for everything that you do. Sure. We, we, we always make, we like to make light of it, but um, yeah, great service there. Um, Vegemite <laughs> is the number one thing that we usually get um, our artists, like artists to, who come from overseas. Well, to we're going to eat this right now. You're going to eat this yeah, right the side now. Of Have you tried it before? This entire jar is what you're going to eat. I tried um, a little bit this morning. Oh. oh. So I, I, I've got two different types here and, and, and shout outs to cooks from, from the kitchen who helped me out with this. There is Vegemite on toast with butter and then there's Vegemite on damper, which is an Australian bread. Um, I'll hand that to you and you can take a bite you don't have to finish it um, this isn't like no my, you have to finish. you have to finish it like all like all good Filipinos all, eat job. every grain of rice <laughs> on the plate uh, try it I know that you've tried it this morning but um, just pretend you haven't and um, that, that one's the toast and that one's damper so damper is a uh, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong it's, it's they, they used to make it in the outback when they didn't have it was just flour and bread I mm. think and they didn't have eggs is that right? <laughs> like prices right you gotta <laughs> flour and water right just flour and water so this morning i had a little bit of um, vegemite with toast we didn't put butter on it though we just put up straight up vegemite on the toast yeah um so i'll try the, this this one first Damp that's called damper damper i'll yeah, try the damper one first well damper but yeah we pronounce it damper <laughs> okay everyone just be quiet and just watch <laughs> Describe the textures. No. <laughs> it was a different. 
<laughs> she don't like it at all. Now, is it different from what you tasted this morning? Is there a different, like having the butter on there? Is it, be- is it better? Is no, it I worse? No, I still taste the Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> Rate out of five. Five stars. How many stars would this damper? What does five mean? Five means, whoa, I'm going to have another one. It's going to be awesome. One is, uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you can be honest. It's fine. No one's going to be offended. Maybe, uh... I like the bread. I can taste parts of the bread. <laughs> no, but I, I'm grading it's it. It's not as you, as it's a, me. I'm grading it as an entire meal. You can't separate the ingredients. Like so it. as a whole, You're I would nice say guy. the bread side of it is definitely a five. <laughs> but the Vegemite might be more like a, a 1.5. This is That's media, media <laughs> trained. I oh. love the tactic. You're a nice guy, but, you know, we should. But, uh, kiss, kiss, kiss. I like your kicks, but the rest of you is a 1.5. It's so before today, I've never tried it at all. Yeah. Um, first impressions, it's, it's very salty. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's all good. You don't have to like it. It's, it's a really an acquired taste. And um, yeah, most, I think it's, it's a divider. Can I get a cheer? Everybody that loves Vegemite here. Hey. And that sounds like half the people. Who doesn't like Vegemite? Who doesn't like Vegemite? <laughs> so many more people. They're so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> you like and this is another question. This is going to be I'm going to be answering. Who hasn't tried Vegemite at all? Am I the only one that hasn't tried Vegemite at all? He's some. There's some more left. I have never had. I am 35. I've Linger. been here since. Yeah. Not I've, I've been here it. since like when I was one. Try some more. And um, <laughs> because bad bad news has been it spreads faster than good news so i'm like i'm not gonna try it because no one likes it so but i'll try it for the pod today do we have any spoons the, the, no no the other bread no 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 where's Ru- my little Ru- plate ruby tried both of them oh okay then later all right later. guys <laughs> <laughs> no, no. oh here we go oh she really wants me to try vegemite i was gonna just be like nah, i'm good but here we go ah! hey thank you for being so gracious about that by the way and trying where's the vegemite my damper? again Whole spoonful. By the way, this is not how you ingest or e- e- eat Vegemite. A heaping spoon. Peer pressure. <laughs> spoonful. Peer pressure. <laughs> Zoom in. Yo. Please call me weird. When I go to sushi places, you know the soy sauce, the yeah. little fish one? Yeah. Oh, sorry. When the fish ones, the soy sauce, I used to drink that as a whole by itself. You're, you're, you're weird. Yes. Bro, you're gonna and get kidney that's man. what it tastes like. It tastes like getting sushi soy sauce and just shoving it in, really? in your taste buds. <laughs> Bro. That's so good. Out of five, I'm giving that a 4.5. Wow. Veggie like. <laughs> Veggie might try it another time. <laughs> Veggie might try it with sushi because it tastes like soy sauce. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm gonna. This is like a self um, reminder. Try Veggie might with sushi. 
It might blow your mind. All right, cool. Bro, you <laughs> that was really good, bro. This guy's gonna get kicked out of the sushi joint, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bowl He's with it. Do you know, the, do you know the trend where people go to hot pot and they put sinigang um, mix, yeah, in, mix in it? Yeah. Me, I'm gonna be at the sushi joint with Vegemite. <laughs> Get a, get a plate That's weird bro You're, you're it's spreading weird. it on salmon and stuff bro, bro It tastes like soy sauce bro If you like adobo You're gonna like Vegemite No <laughs> Do you like adobo? Someone said no <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's test that theory Do you like adobo Ruby? I love adobo oh, Do you bro. like Vegemite? No Yeah there you go <laughs> That's debunked that theory One does not equal the other <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try that one You're gonna, oh, you're gonna sit oh, there eating it? it Finish the this? jar Bro I am addicted now all right, that, that jar's all yours now, mate. Yeah, Since that's, you double dipped. That's all you, man. Um, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Since you double dipped, and double that jar's dip. all yours, buddy. Yep. Anyway, uh, going back to the foods for, for Ruby to try. Um, this is chicken in a biscuit. Or is this called in a biscuit? Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I won't describe it. You can try it. You're not allergic to anything, are you? Do I have Vegemite on my lips? Is it, is it this way or that Where way? do that to me, <laughs> Where are you pointing? It's do like I he's pointing something. What do you think of those the, in the biscuits? This one's really good. Yeah? You should try that with... Um, Vegemite. <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> Sorry, I claim the Vegemite now. What would, you give, what would you give these out of, out of five? I would give it a, a four out of five. Hey, here we go. I love this guy. I've never tried it. I don't know if you've ever tried this. All right, sorry. The after oh, aftertaste came. Okay. Maybe maybe put it back to about uh, 3.5. <laughs> There's aftertaste. There's an aftertaste to it? Yeah. Um. Maybe after the second batch deals, it's a bit too much. Now my mouth. <laughs> now my mouth's saying, bro, stop doing this. <laughs> Do you have water? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there going... <laughs> salty. You reckon I could get gout by... <laughs> Vegemite? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Uh, so this is I didn't break. I didn't get the um, the Milo itself. It's usually put into. It's like a powder, and you put into milk or you put it into water. Uh, whatever your preference is when you're making a, a, a chocolate drink. But this is Milo, which is yeah. It's, it's, it's Milo a Australian. Yeah, I thought so. I thought Milo was Australian. Fact check. Fact check. What do you think of right, yep. the Milo bar? I hope you like it because I bought heaps. This is good too. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I, grew up, I grew up drinking Milo. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. We had the, the powder mix and then mix it with the milk. Yeah, mad. Cool. Pasalubong is sorted. I haven't seen it in this form yet. Yeah. Cool. I've I've given you heaps. You've got like. Did, well, did, was it hot Milo or <laughs> cold Milo? I did cold Milo. Uh, I usually do the hot Milo. There was also the, the oval. Have you tried Ovaltine? Mm. Mm, actually, yeah. I haven't because I've been such a Milo guy. Like, <laughs> it's either one thing or the other. It's like I'm a very competitive person type of. Vibe. Yeah, you have to like, pick a team. Yeah, that's it. If I'm a Milo team, I'm going to stick with the Milo. Good and bad. <laughs> it's my New York Knicks. Did you ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a did, New York Knicks fan too. Did you ever take. Did bad. you ever, like, eat Milo from the spoonful and then try to whistle afterwards? Just <laughs> 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 be like. <laughs> and now Gen- the penultimate snack. Don has a lot of time in his hands. Bro. The penultimate snack from Australia that everybody loves. Um, Is that Australian? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, for real. Do we? 
Oh, I think these are a five there out of five. Go. This is, this is five the have you had one of these already? I've had. Yeah. I've had many of these. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Have you had a, have you tried the Tim Tam Slam? So you get yeah. a, is a, like you get a drink, right? And then you bite each of the ends of the Tim Tam and one then corner. you put it on your drink and use it as a straw. It's like a hot chocolate. Yeah. So you bite the corners of the Tim Tam and then you use the Tim Tam as a straw. So all that hot chocolate melts the Game inside. Changer. You have to do yes. it really quick because it starts melting in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's the slam. You part. can drink your Milo through your Tim Tam. Is that? Yeah. You can also do it with Vegemite. It's awesome. It's <laughs> 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 so thick, bro. <laughs> oh, you got purple. You gotta, you gotta put the Vegemite in the microwave for a little bit just to make it more, more runny. Mm, do you wanna do that? I don't know. Maybe. That's a great visual for you guys, isn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I was told that you bought Tim Tams already, so you kind of spoiled the surprise, but how many packets of Tim Tams did you buy to bring home for Pasalubong? So, um, actually right before this panel, I, I stepped outside real quick and I, I went to Woolworth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I had, I think I have a total of six now. Yep. That's gonna be my luggage to bring back. Of um, all the of all the like the flavors, because there's the original flavor. There's like the double double one and there's a yeah. There's the brownie one, yep. the caramel one, the raspberry one, mm. the dark chocolate one, your regular milk chocolate. Yeah. Um, you got every flavor. I have every except for the the original one because we that's the only flavor that we have back in the states ah, nice. that I've seen. Nice. Okay, Ruby. If if, if Tim Tam were to sponsor you and you get to create your <laughs> own flavor of Tim Tam, what would, what, what, what would be the, that special ingredient? I mean, Vegemite. It's not your Tim Tam. What's the answer? But this flavor. Fish sauce, by the way. Do they have coconut yet? Is there a coconut flavored Tim Tam fact check out there? Ooh. Somebody's the audience says yes. Everybody else is not. Is there, is there, I've, never, I've never heard of a coconut Tim Tam, but that sounds awesome. Mm. Maybe more of like, I know there's already a caramel, but um, like a richer, deeper one, like leche flan. Eee. Like sandwiched in between the Tim Tams. Mm. How about like a oh. ube flavored one? The ube too. Oh, we could call it the ube ibarra. <laughs> ube ibarra. <laughs> <laughs> My life is complete. I got a bedimps from Ruby Ibarra. <laughs> oh man, he was waiting for that. You had that in your pocket. He was like, See how am I? Yeah. He was like, how was I? How am I gonna say Ube Ibarra on the podcast? Hmm, that's funny. <laughs> let's bring it back to let's bring it back to your 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 music and and your art. Um, uh, for a little bit, let's move away from the, that the food stuff. You recently, some of your music has been has been put and featured in uh, a TV show, and I think you've been part of a movie as well. Uh, you've just re-released us as a remix, and it sounds like really cinematic and and and, and things like that. Are you um, trying to go into the more cinematic space, like the, the movies and the TV? Is, is that is that something that you're that you're trying to do? I think it's it's definitely been something that um, has been intentional sound-wise. I know that that's kind of the direction of where my next album is going currently. Um, and I think it's just to continue putting my music and hopefully, um, you know, 
music also from our communities into into these films and TV spaces. I think it's something that a lot of artists haven't really tapped into yet. But you know, there's um, when it comes to soundtrack music, um, when it comes to um, you know original songs for um, feature-length films or documentaries, that there's a whole library that you know. Um, music supervisors are constantly looking for music out there and I think that's a space that a lot of artists um, I, th I think don't recognize is, is something that we have access to or we can tap into um, but for me I think also knowing that right now in cinema we're seeing a lot more diversity um, in terms of the cast but also in the stories um, you know shout out to Diane Paragas who came out with Yellow Rose um, that was released theatrically a couple of years ago and you know you have these characters in the film that are Filipino Americans and um, you know unapologetically and they don't have to explain who they are they just are themselves and I think if we continue to have more films and TV shows like that where our lived experiences are seen as something that is normal, that is seen as something that can be deemed as American enough or Australian enough. Like, um, I would love to have also our music reflect the soundtracks of those projects. I think that, you know, um, music and film definitely play such a big role in um, validating or making us feel like our experiences are, are valid in terms of the, the mainstream that we consume. Yeah, nice. Um, are you able to talk about your like your upcoming album? Any 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 other details? Is it all still secret? Like, what, can 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 you give us a little bit sneak peek of of what you're working on? Um, a lot of it is still under wraps. I think I have the album title already. Hey, are you um, allowed to share? And I mean, as as it's very similar to Circa '91, where when I work on an album, I approach it like. Um, a thesis like I'm writing a paper um, you know mm -hmm. there's an overarching theme to the project to the record and then the story is kind of broken down um, in, into um, segments um, because that's how I wrote Circa 91 it, it actually was the skits first that I wrote yeah. it's like um, the, the classroom skit where the teacher is mispronouncing mm -hmm. all of the students names especially the students of color um, that was a, a real experience of mine that I, um, you know, I experienced growing up and that was one of the first things that I wrote for Circa 91 and this, the song that plays after that skit Taking Names where um, you know, we, we speak about um, having um, ownership of our identity and also you know people mispronouncing our names but us also taking ownership and honoring the names that we were given I think a lot of people oftentimes when you have a very a uniquely Filipino name we tend to shy away from it because we're afraid that people are going to mispronounce it or you have to always explain you know like what it means and for me um, you know that skit and and the the song was again normalizing those things that were often stereotyped or looked mm. down upon. So, but yeah, when it comes to the new album, I do have a track on there that's already complete. Um, my, my, mention, my only mention of it would be, um, it features two really amazing Filipina women. Um, one of them is an artist that is on Bolo Music Group. Her name is Wida. Um, shout outs. Yeah, shout out to Wida. And the other feature on the track, um, her name is June Millington. And y'all, for folks who don't know of the, 1970s band named Fanny look them up they have a documentary out right now and um, 
three of the members of the of this band in the 1970s who reached the Billboard charts had their own billboard in downtown Hollywood. Um, three of the members were Filipina, and to think that you know in a, in, a, in an era like the 1970s, where obviously there was a lot more you know racism and and, and discrimination much more prevalent and much more public. I can only imagine how, how difficult or challenging it would have been for artists like Fanny to, how do you even break into a scene, you know, much, much less um, want to pursue music if at that time there's even less representations of yourselves, of, of people that look like you. And so June Millington, who is part of, who is the guitar, the lead guitar player for Fanny and was also a vocalist, is on this song. Yeah. And this is going to be the opening track to my album. Awesome. And it's called Bakunawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which Look is um, in Philippine mythology um, a mythological dragon that swallows the moon hey, there you go that's yeah. badass you, you kind of touched on names being mispronounced and stuff in school and I mean that kind of just like clicked in my head like oh dude that was first day of school for me but um, do you have because uh, Ruby's really easy to pronounce but do you have a, a household like nickname it is hard to pronounce. <laughs> a nickname that's harder to. Oh, no. like just your. Yeah, what's your nickname? Nickname? Oh. Um, that you want to well, share. Well, my, my my name actually is Ruby Ann, super Filipino. I have two two first names. Yeah, yeah. I know that a lot of people know like Marianne's, Lorianne's. My one's Christy Ann. Christy Ann. <laughs> Christy Ann. <laughs> with a Q. I just go with, with a Q. Q. With a Q. Christy <laughs> Ann. And then my middle name is my mom's last name. So I have two first names. My middle name is my mom's last name. And then Ibarra is my dad's last name. Yeah. Mm. So it's Ruby and Balia is Ibarra. So your nicknames. <laughs> no, my nickname at home was just, even though Ruby is already Ruby. simple, like you said, um, I, would, I was called B. Just, B. The, mm. just the second syllable. Oh, okay. Because it's one of the good jokes. Watch your thoughts on tacos. So what's up with tacos and tacos? Tacloban and tacos. What is up with tacos and tacos? No, a duel told me about it. DJ duel. DJ tacloban tacos? Yeah. Grub life. Your source has been debunked. Yeah, I know. This is, I'm going to show him this clip. He was messing with you. He's like, I'm going to stop I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the night. Yeah. Everything you told me is wrong. <laughs> That's funny. Oh uh, do they have ta- do they have tacos in Tacloban? They will soon. <laughs> they will now, I guess. Yeah. They will now. Yeah. We should trademark it before somebody does. Oh, man. What do you call it? Raph's got something. Raph's got something ready. I can't even look at you by saying this. What do you call a scared taco? A what? A scared taco. A scared taco. Taco, taco. <laughs> taco, taco. Oh, man. Mataco. What? Sorry, that's a... I'm embarrassed by what I say. I said it, but it's all good. Is this a Brits moment? <laughs> we reached uh, our limit of hours, so we're good. Yeah, how, mu- how much time do we have left? Do we know how much time? Yeah, uh, yeah, right, cool, cool. Let's, let's, let's wrap. <laughs> like literally rap. Sound for a cipher? Hey! Oh, do you do freestyles? You could do... She doesn't want to do it now. I freestyle, but not now. How many times have family parties do you get 
your aunties and uncles to be like, Ruby, rap for us. Like, did, did your family get you to do that? It was never really like that before. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were talking about karaoke earlier. Mm. Um, and at that time, actually, I, you know, since I can't sing, I'm a horrible singer. I can't, I can't hold a note. Lie. That's, no, no, that, that's a setup. He's, she's, he can hold a very good note. <laughs> That place on Whitney Houston was like. I heard her sing Titanic. She'll turn around and be like, and I. Yeah. So when it came to like karaoke moments on like at every family gathering, they already knew like I did I, I, I couldn't sing. So they would actually already ask me to rap like Black Eyed Peas on the karaoke. Like I did Where Is the Love like so many times. <laughs> I thought it'd be Boom Boom Pow. <coughs> boom Boom Pow. Because you're jocking my style. <laughs> Where is love? They still haven't found it. Oh man, no oh, ref. <laughs> this but is nowadays 2008 they, do, they, and you're they definitely do ask me to, yeah. to rap for like the younger cousins. Yeah, because we were talking about it on a different episode that uh, in Filipino families, and my family in particular, you do one thing and you do okay at it and you become that person. So I made the slideshow from one of my auntie's birthdays and every single one of my aunties were like, can you make a slideshow for my birthday? I became the slideshow guy. Uh, so if anyone wants a slideshow for their birthday, um, I got you. Just hit me up. <laughs> All right. Three Filipino questions. Your favorite Filipino food? Pork sisig hey. with a fried egg um, with the yolk still running. Oh, and then you mix that all up. Okay. Question number two. How do you like your adobo? I love it with... Um, my mom adds potatoes and also like boiled eggs in it. Yes. Mm. But I like it with sauce. I don't like, I don't, I don't like dry adobo. Yeah. And then question number three. I don't know why they're all food questions, but do you like dinuguan? I love dinuguan. That debunks your Vegemite. theory. You're the minority in this one. Bro. I know, but I love Vegemite. Vegemite, so. <laughs> minority so, is. Raph, Raph had another theory that if you like dinuguan, you'll also like Vegemite, so. I guess that debunks that theory. I just keep throwing out theories. This, is, <laughs> this was my job on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for being on the show with us or being, on the, uh, being here at 4E, uh, sharing your experience, sharing your insights and, um, and also just jamming with us here on, on, on the podcast. Hopefully we, um, hopefully there was some value from this interview. It wasn't just all like... So what's your takeaways out of this uh, panel? <laughs> Hey, give it one time for Ruby Ibai! Hey. Yeah. One more time for Ruby Ibai! Before we head off, uh, we have a bit of a gift for you. Just give me one second. Hey. We got a gift for Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. It's not Ube, Ube, Ube. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Got a gift. Told you he was going to sing. Told you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're, there's there's a cheat coder shirt there. There's a Aww. there's a, a little koala there bear in there, koala and there's some Tim Tams. Uh, there's uh, some stuff. That's that some I, Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Tim Tams. <laughs> Tim Tams. <laughs> more Milo, more Milo bars, and then that's some alcohol. Uh, we don't need to talk about that one. Just, you can just keep that keep that on the low. Keep that on the low. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, where can where can people find you? Obviously, they'll find you here at the here 40, on stage yeah. right now. Here on stage. <laughs> well, where can they find you on the socials? Yeah. Uh, at Ruby Ibarra, R U B Y I B A R R A, and also please follow Bolo Music Group. 
And where can they find you, Don Doing Stuff? www.dondoingstuff.com. That's my website, at uh, Don Doing Stuff on all socials. And um, if you care to listen to some of my music, Don Valix on Spotify. And all hey, these platforms. Yeah, Mr. Beige Hat, Mr. Sexy Man himself. Where can they find you? <laughs> I'm picking you up for a wingman. Jeez, bro. To all the single ladies out there. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Oh, just Christian Wild Thought on Instagram. That's not my real name. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Here's uh, com. <laughs> I'm going to make it a thing, dude. <laughs> and you can find me, raf.flores with a Z. Or you can find me, raffflores.com or hyperlbrand.com. Anything to do with your video needs, please let me know. And where can they find the Cheat Coders? Thecheatcoders.com. And you can support us at patreon.com slash thecheatcoders. And where can they find the merch? Ubeibara.com. No, uh, thecheatcoders.com. So if you do quit rap and you want to start a bakery business, you, you have every permission to use Ubeibara. That was so awesome. <laughs> every so permission. Good. Quick, quick, <laughs> someone get the handle. Someone, <laughs> someone get the handle right now. <laughs> and you have now listened to another episode of, of the, the Cheat, Cheat Coders. Thanks, everyone. Hey. Thanks, this Ruby. is the part where we cut Thank and you. then we walk out of stage. <laughs> Are there any questions for these mob? I, I wanted to actually ask a question. Um, if you, I thought you had Jollibee maybe for Ruby. Or, Jolly or maybe if you brought Jollibee. For Don't twist the knife, man. You know. <laughs> there is no Jollibee Jollibee is a, a fast food joint from the Philippines. It's everywhere, practically everywhere in the Phil- in, in all around the world, but it's not here yet in Australia, and we're pretty salty about that. I know it's, it's been a running joke throughout the whole podcast to get Jollibee here, but uh, it's not coming. If Jollibee does get come here, then Raf's gonna get a Jollibee tattoo. So if anybody hey. knows how to make that happen, he's gonna get a tattoo. I have a question. Question for Ruby at the front. <laughs> um, um, how did you get clearance for Lauren Hill? Um, we worked through for through Beat Rock Music. Um, oh, so, you actually let me do so it. yeah, Beat Rock did the distribution for Circa '91. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's like some pretty hefty licensing. But definitely, like, um, you know, when it comes to hip hop, I know that. I don't see a lot of you know producers sampling anymore. I know that there's sample clearance is um, a big conversation, and I think also on the educational end for artists to learn more about. Um, but I do want to acknowledge like it's so dope when I hear producers still sampling, you know, especially from from records and then using MPCs and you know the beat machines. Um, I think there's. I just want to, um, you know, quickly shout out and celebrate that, you know, that that part of hip hop where, um, with the sampling and the way the DJs, you know, you know, flip the record. I love that art so much, and um, it, I, I feel like it can never be replicated. Yeah. Yeah. Rhythm roulette is pretty dope with that. As well. Oh yeah, for sure. There any hey. other questions? questions? Any for Ruby or Christian? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh yeah, Diola so wasn't around for the this. taco situation. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, Christian. I'm new at this. No, no. He tried to do some journalism, but his source was... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, the, the source... Oh.
I'm gonna put him on blast. <laughs> Come on now. You don't have to say the name, but your source, the source now, was there. He did mention something like he's were thinking of doing a like a food project and calling it Tacloban Tacos. And um, they also mentioned like banana cream pies at Nation. That was like a thing. And I was like, I, dude, I completely planned to like blow your mind like Nardwar or something. But I was like, hang on, this isn't working, bro. Let me, let me ask you about your knife. <laughs> she was like, nah. Yeah. And you talk about the knife thing. It was like trying to find a connection between knives and uh, no. tacos, but there was no connection. I just abandoned that taco thing. Yes. Well, I'll, make, I'll make it a thing. Guys, everyone give it up for the cheap party. So many love, so many love.